Hey everybody, yes, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, you've got a shirt on with no sleeves. Hmm. So I'm trying to get signups for Patreon. Will you do a, a one flex since you're not wearing sleeves today? In in Patreon. Sure. Yeah, okay, great. Okay. <laughs> Make a note there. Because I'm very serious about that. <laughs> So Chris, how's it going? How's it going? It's uh, it's going well. Uh, Jason and I have had several days uh, with the house completely to myself. the The wife and the kids have have gone on a uh, little uh, trip to see the cousins, and working dad stays home. And you know, it's been all meat and metal. It's been meat and metal all week, and it's it's been great. Metal music, six a.m. and meat every meal. So. I'm raring to go, and I think today's Google Ads topic kind of reflects that a little. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little aggressive, a little aggressive. Yeah, I can tell that. Uh, your working title is "You Suck at Google Ads," so um, <laughs> I, I'm both. I don't know if that's going to make it have... through the the process. <laughs> oh, it but... won't make it. It won't make it through. No, don't worry about that. But I'm interested to know what what you know. Why are you so fired up? with these topics but let me also say make another note for the after show i'm gonna i'm gonna make a note why this why this angry why this topic i think i explained um, that. i would like to know that would like to know that yeah but so it's only because you're just think you're alone it's not because any like interesting business story or drama no no i mean i t- I, I wrote this to hardcore metal music like you know, dancing around, listening, you know, just with my massive speakers going. So this is what you get. I mean, it was amped up. It was, nobody was telling me to turn it down. So that's that's so what that happens. would prove me right. Where I would say the music really does affect people. Oh yeah, makes me happy. Yeah, aggressive, aggressive happy. Well, good. Uh, so you, hey, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. You suck at Google Ads. That's what <laughs> we're going to be talking about today. I love it. I think we, uh, we also it. have some. Very interesting search news. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We're up and we're down and cookies and no cookies. And yeah. what's going on with these cookies? We have an update there from Google, from the Wall Street Journal. So we'll get into that. We'll get into why you suck at Google Ads. Maybe we'll talk about some ways you can improve. Uh, but we'll do all of that after this message from Chris. Optio is an online solution for your Google Ads management needs. If you want to get more done in Google Ads across your Google Ads uh, account, whether you are managing one account or multiple accounts, Optio is the tool for you. It is a systematic process to help you go through your accounts and make sure, hey, am I missing something? Is there something important that I've completely left out? When was the last time I checked my, my ad copy? Is there one ad that's pulling me down? Is there one keyword bid? that is, I've completely ignored, that is critically important to my success? Uh, am I missing an important keyword? These are very important questions, and Optio is the tool to help you get those addressed quickly. That's the main thing. Efficiency is the tool when you are a Google Ads manager to get things done, get in, get out, and move on with all the other tasks that you have. So whether you are dedicated to managing Google Ads or it's just part of the many responsibilities that you have, Optio can help you get an eight-week free trial by going to optio.com slash PSP2. Fill out the little chat in the bottom, 
Let them know you heard about it on the Paid Search Podcast, and you can get an eight-week free trial as opposed to the four-week that everybody else gets. That's opteo.com slash PSP2. Okay, Chris. So, yeah, this news is from the Wall Street Journal. Yes. Uh, the title is Google Delays Cookie Removal to Late 2023, and we'll have a link in the uh, description on your uh, podcast players. Uh, so what's going on with this, Chris? So earlier this year, we announced, uh, well, we announced, Google announced, and then we shared that announcement um, that Google would be doing away with uh, third-party uh, remarketing cookie type of stuff, what, what we've been using forever. So the analytics audience that you have in Google Ads uh, that utilizes cookies to be able to serve those visitors' ads again, all of that stuff that has to do with audiences and what their their preferences, what their interests are, what their affinity is, what their habits and all that kind of stuff, that was going to be going away like really soon, like next year. And now because there is a pushback from other advertising platforms, uh, marketing companies saying, we're not ready for this. This is too, too much too fast. And also some, some concerns about regulation as well. Uh, it's now been pushed out to 2023. So any concerns you had about that and worries, you can put that aside for quite a while now. Yeah, Chris, my my outlook on all this privacy cookie stuff is remarketing going to be as effective? Is audience definitions and all that going to be as effective? Yeah. My outlook has been stuff always changes in this industry all the time. News makes its money with uh, sensationalism, like mm -hmm. really hyping things up. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so my approach has been there's going to be change. People are going to make a lot of noise about the change because it goes through the new system. I'm not going to worry about it at all. I'm not even going to think about it until I see a difference in my results. And lo and behold, so far I've been proven right because I did not spend more than five seconds worrying or thinking about this when it got <laughs> announced a few months ago. And now all of a yeah. sudden we're hearing, well, actually nothing's going to happen for another two years. So yeah, yep. so there you go. Here um, and gone. If it affects our performance, we'll find out then and then we'll adjust because you know what? you can do chris about any of this nothing nothing uh, yeah nothing yeah you just gotta gotta roll with the tide here mm -hmm. all right um i have some uh encouraging news for you guys uh as we're gonna jump into the main show topic uh you don't have to worry about what you know and don't know in google ads the truth is you suck at google ads and uh for those of you that take offense to that I have, a, I have three questions to ask yourself. Do you do these things? And if you do, I'm going to say you suck at Google Ads. And maybe by the end of it, we can move forward and uh, we can all suck a little less. Jason, what do you think? Is that How do you like that premise? I think I don't believe you that this, all, this anger all came from <laughs> listening to heavy metal music because you listen to that all the time. <laughs> And I want to know in the after show, where did this come from? I, I know it was something like yeah, okay. someone There's, asked you to do some dumb strategy and, yeah. and you were like, no, please. And then it ended up not working out and then That's they got true. mad at you. I That's could see true. all that kind of stuff okay. happening. So I'll, I'll get to the bottom of why, why this happened. Um, but that said, we're trying to help people here. <laughs> um, 
They might not be getting good Google Ads performance, whether they know it or not. So the first step in that journey of self-exploration is asking yourself three questions. So what are those questions? Okay, let's go through them uh, one by one. So if you do this, I think this is a bad thing. And Jason, you can tell me if you would be concerned about this. Number one, you pick your search traffic before it has a chance to succeed. So that's the short little quote snippet right there, first of all, okay? But let me explain. So what's the question there? Do, do you pick your traffic before yeah. you... D yeah, do you pick your traffic before okay. it has a chance to succeed, okay? So first thing is, and, and, and I, I want to try to do some examples of what this looks like, and you can, you can kind of decide if you agree with this or not. Um, number one, uh, the campaign starts with uh, a... Massive list of phrase, exact keywords, and lots of negative keywords, right? And basically what you're doing is you're defining, this is what my search traffic should be, and you're deciding what piece of the funnel you want before you've ever tested everything else. So you're making a, a decision based on nothing and defining a campaign's targeting uh, on nothing, just a guess. Now, but this is the this is the pushback show. This is what we like to yeah, do. We like sure. to mix yep. it up here. Yep. So let me challenge you on these ideas. Well, I'm not going to start a Google a Google Ads campaign with no keywords. True. So I have to come up with some keywords. So so what's the difference between coming up with some keywords that fit into service based ad groups versus quote unquote picking your traffic before it's had a chance to succeed? What's the difference? The difference is... How do is, I know if I'm crossing the line? It, okay, very good question. You're right. So you cross the line, and it, and it was specifically in the example that I gave. It has to do with the phrase and exact methodology. So if you take a very narrow approach, you have, you know, a very, if, if, if you are immediately thinking, well, I know the long tail keywords that I need to pick. I know what my people are searching and I know what I want to show up for and what those people, uh, what's going to be successful for me, which ones are going to convert. And you pick long tail phrase and, phrase and exact match keywords and you pick apart maybe some SEO data that you have or something like that. And you pre-frame this system um, without any type of allowance for the Google ad system in any type of variation outside of what you think should happen, you know, because you've structured negative keywords to keep any close variance from happening. You know, you, you've got lots of negative keywords, lots of exact keywords, lots of phrase keywords. And you say, this is the traffic that I want. And I don't want Google to vary at all. I say that is absolute uh, precursor to failure. So it's almost like you've, you've not, if, if I'm starting off a Google Ads campaign, I do need to pick keywords. I need to pick, form them into ad groups that I want to target as different services that I offer. But there's a difference between picking your keywords and trying things out versus picking your search terms report. Mm. How about that? Right. You, you pick your search terms report before you pick your keywords. Oh, um, I, I, get what, I, like I get what you're saying. I'm just trying to get to the way to kind of phrase it where it's different than just picking keywords. But I get uh, what you're okay. saying. You're trying to force to you're trying to force an exact kind of traffic you want before seeing what the system offers. 
You're you're going too narrow with your keywords. You're going too controlled. Mm-hmm. Versus, so I I think we're getting to it. Um, now what what's the problem with that? Why what what what's your beef there? So I think the best best way is to give examples. Okay, so something that I've run into in the past, and this is just a random example, but I I could give lots of different industries for this. But one example is IT services for. Uh, hospitals, IT services for uh, healthcare clinics or something like that. When, the person has decided, I want to sell IT services or support services or uh, managed IT or something like that to mm-hmm. a specific industry. So they frame out a system that is only targeting a, a segment uh, people that are looking for a service with, with a caveat. I, I want this service, but I only want it when they serve this type of thing. I got news for you. Framing that kind of traffic out ahead of time wow, doesn't wow. work. Um, yeah, I'm dealing, I'm just thinking I'm dealing with this myself right now. We have a, a client that offers a specific financial product and they're new to Google ads. So the whole approach was, hey, you're new. We want to prove the concept. This is both them speaking and myself speaking as well. Because I was kind of picking this up from them, like, hey, yeah, you're new. You want to prove the concept. You want to make sure it works. Make sure we're going to get leads for this financial product. And we only have a small budget to work with. So let's start very narrow. And our keyword targeting is based on the titles of these financial products. And it's very, very narrow. And you would think someone searching those exact titles might be the exact traffic you want. However, after running for a couple of weeks, what I'm seeing is that number one, the volume on those is low. Number two, they're not converting the best. And maybe it's people searching for it have a different intent than someone who actually needs that financial product. And we're seeing some more general searches about these kinds of financial products that's more based on the person's need and not so much knowing the exact title of the product. Mm. They just know they need it. Right. And luckily, we had kept some kind of looser, higher funnel, more general searches in there. And I'm seeing conversions come in from those. And so this would be an example of we did try to force our perfect little search terms, perfect little super highest quality traffic in our mind before we started, okay, yep. not leading to the best results. Yep. And if we would have kept things open and maybe more focused on the need and crafting our keywords in a little bit more open way to try to figure out how people search for that need, uh, it would have led to some better results quicker and some more learning quicker. Maybe not better results, but more learning. And we wouldn't be sitting there after a couple of weeks going, uh we, we think this is working. We don't really know why it's not working the best versus, yeah, let's just let it flood in. Let's get a bunch of data and and then let us let that guide us. So I, I see what you're talking about. Now, what is it? What's going on with these uh, this funnel point here, Chris? OK, so I wanted to give another example instead of using match type and negative keywords. I, I wanted to talk in more general marketing flavor on this, uh, you know, step back from the Google ads aspect. Another way of saying this is, and, and you you gave an example of this already, you know, but let's use some general terms. You are choosing a point in the funnel that is so specific that you 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 have no variation to test whether anything else is successful. So you have picked 
very high funnel, right? Um, let's say you are offering. No, I picked too deep funnel, too low funnel. Right. Okay. Yeah. High funnel. Are you talking about me? No, well, no, I'm just saying you in general. It wasn't. It wasn't your okay, example. Gotcha. So you have picked either high, low. And by the way, I'm not. I'm not. I might be, but I'm not a narcissist. But I might be. I'm open to that because <laughs> I kind of act like one. But I might be. But in that example, Chris, you did say you. Yeah, you're right. I'm, so when someone says you, but I we're respond a, as we're a normal human. I'm a normal you're human You're one being. listener. I'm a normal person. Out of thousands. I'm not a narcissist. <laughs> I'm not he's more talking. successful than anyone he's ever met, ever, <laughs> especially for this age range. Right. And that could lead to someone thinking they're special. Maybe I am special. But in that case, you did say you. You're right. And only, so a, just only a narcissist. It wasn't my narcissistic tendencies. <laughs> yeah, only a narcissist would try to defend... Clearly not narcissism. Well, only a narcissist be too on the defensive would listen to it. a podcast and think, oh, he's talking directly to me when he uses the word you. <laughs> I think that's probably. Yeah, and only a narcissist would be offended that you said that. So right. I'll act like I'm not offended. Okay, so okay. you, speaking to someone General. who's doing this hypothetically, right. selected only high funnel? Right. Or, the, okay. or or low funnel or a funnel adjacent, you know, like a completely different type of I also funnel. think we need to add one more there to be like you drop through the funnel. Like you're so specific, like talking about the financial products <laughs> I talked about earlier, like the titles of them. Right. You're just past the funnel. Yeah, you're you, just so specific. You went, so, yeah. yeah. Grease lightning straight through it. Yeah. 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 Well, you you, you Okay, so you so picked your a point certain is segment. And and so an example only, of this only a certain segment right and, only okay and 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 let's say um, you know an example of this might be maybe you are a consultant for um, you know uh, somebody who wants to change careers okay and you think I know who needs my services someone who lost their job so you immediately target just lost my job or you know. Um, uh, you know, just fired or got fired, you know, stuff like that. You know, people, you know, searching about what to do for a new job. You know, it's not job searching, but it's people who just got fired. And you think as a uh, job consultant or a business consultant, that's who I want to reach out to. I want to get them while, they, while they're ready to, to launch into something new. And I can sell them my product, my service, my video series, whatever. That's a, an example of being too selective and not allowing the market to decide who it is that wants your product or service. You've predetermined, I'm going to go way up here in the clouds of the funnel. So if you're like career coach, career consultant, and you went too narrow there and you tried to get in front of people that are searching for uh, laid off, change job, laid off, need a new career, whatever, laid off, what to do, you're missing out on those people who have been at the same job for 20 years mm. and are really motivated to find something new but don't know yeah. where to start and you had no idea that they'd be looking for you. But you could be if you put in career coach exact match, career coach phrase match and sure. possibly with some low bids in a controlled environment, career coach broad match. Sure. See what happens. Sure. Yeah. That's that's what Google Ads is like now, you know. Uh, we we've done two hundred and sixty eight episodes, and the point we're at now is uh, we're not at episode, you know, one through fifty. You know, it's a different world than it is one through fifty, and so we have to change and we have to adjust. And you know, you can no longer predetermine what it is you want because you will be punished with low traffic volume, low quality scores, higher CPCs, and just overall bad performance.
Yeah, and that's a good time to bring it up, Chris. You mentioned the first 50 episodes. We have the first 100 episodes available for sale. PaidSearchPodcast.com. Click over to the archive store. I think it'd be fun to listen not only to the change in the way we talk about Google Ads, probably a lot more mechanical back then, probably a lot more um, almost like engineering kind of way of looking at it, like this equals this and that kind of thing. But I think it'd also be fun to watch my ego explode Ooh, over the last that's, five years. Yeah, so. that's yeah around episode one hundred and fifty or so. Yeah, it gets gets pretty hairy. One, yeah, those those pre one hundreds are that's the good old days. Humble guy. Yeah. So Chris, you picked your search traffic before it had a chance to succeed. You limited yourself on only part of the funnel. That's that's the way I really like uh, looking at it. There as the mistake. Now the second reason someone might not be so good at Google Ads. And by the way, you suck at Google Ads. I think this isn't so much as you're bad at Google Ads because you could be bad at Google Ads in a whole lot of ways. I think you're kind of looking at the false confidence people, people who think they're good at Google Ads, Ah. but you suck. I think that's what this is kind of gearing itself to. Right. And they're the ones that are going to be most sensitive to that kind of prodding. So, you know, it's it's a mental thing. It's it's a psychological thing. Mm, Possibly. Mm -hmm. But... Just to look at it from a different perspective, they could be so self-deluded that they could see a title like that and go, oh, that one's obviously not for me because Uh, I don't suck at Google Ads. So we might have to hit them in a more sensitive way, Chris. Maybe something that draws their attention like, this is for Google Ads professionals. Oh, that's me. I'm great at Google Ads. (laughs) Hey, by the way, you absolutely (laughs) suck. (laughs) <laughs> Speaking directly to ads pros, Google ads pros. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That would work. Maybe that'd bring them in. Why you'll get fired from your job within 24 months and you don't know it yet. Something like that. <laughs> we'll, we'll hit them in the sweet spot. Oh, man. Yeah. So, Chris, automating everything. You're saying this could be a potential problem? Number two. Yeah. Please explain. Automating everything. What's, and- a, what's a question here? What question should they ask themselves? Are you automating everything? There we go. Now it's a question. (laughs) I can play Jeopardy. Yeah, the the language is a funny thing. All you have to do is add one word (laughs) and one punctuation and you got a whole new meaning. So we talk a lot about the first one being automating your bids. And I'm not going to harp too much on that because I don't necessarily think that that's a a bad thing because I do... uh, do some automated bids and uh, when it's appropriate. It's a whole lot less important than what those keywords you're bidding on. Right. Whether you do manual or automated. Right, right. So it, I'm more concerned if you hit these other other two items. So the first thing, automating bids, it's a whole other discussion. But when we layer on number two with this, which is you're automating your ads. And, and by that, I mean you're using dynamic keyword insertion, DKI, which is where the keyword is dynamically inserted into the ad copy. And you're also on top of that using responsive search ads. So you have now, so let, let's get a double, a double whammy on this. First thing, you're automating your bids. So you have no control over which keywords are coming in, which ones have priority over others. It's all automated. Number two, you're, you're automating your messaging. Um, and Google's just taking a keyword and just slamming it right into the ad copy and then randomizing that. So you have no control in your messaging or anything like that. It's just a repetitive regurgitating system. This like keyword to ad copy, keyword to ad copy, and then it's all responsive. Um, And then last, 
the epitome of automation is the smart campaigns. And the smart campaigns take all of that and skim it down to something very thin. And it's not, again, it's not that I'm against smart campaigns, but I'm against smart campaigns that take up the majority of the spend, that take up the majority of what you're doing in Google Ads. It's a good accessory, but it's not a main course. And that's what I mean by automating everything. Jason, do you do you agree? Disagree? Well, it's tough because I know you can run automated bids and have good results. I know you yeah. can run responsive ads. Sure. And I mean, dynamic keyword insertion in the ad copy. Mm. I don't know about that <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> right. I, I haven't even thought about that in I, a long I time. I still see it. So Absolutely, it still happens. And, wh- and what do you see when you see it? I, How does it go? I, 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 see a, um, I see a system that is going to be point number three, which I don't want to... I don't want to mention yet, but that's essentially leading towards point number three. Um, yeah. uh, but that's, you know, it, it's it's very common when people uh, start to rely on a system of, you know, uh, some type of, you know, machine or, you know, you're, you're building this machine and you think that it can output exactly what you want just by okay. running I on think, itself. I think that's the key. That's the key right there is... That 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 is the potential pitfall with an automated strategy, whether it's on bids or keywords or or uh, or whatever or ads, whatever. Is you can you can choose your automated strategy based on what you want. Like, yes, I want the most clicks possible for the budget, or yes, I want this exact cost per conversion, or yes, I want great ad copy. But that doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to be delivered. It could be delivered, but it also could not be delivered. And so I think that's where a lot of self-delusion comes in is you, the, some of the titling and the language around automated strategies, they make it, they give you what you want, basically, or, or they, they allow you to think you're getting what you want um, because of the titling, but it's not that simple. It actually has to still work. Yep. And so I think Good that's point. where you could go into a, a problem area uh, with automating. But I, I think the main message for me is is you just have to really go deeper than your chosen titles of your strategies and actually question, am I getting the results am I, I want to be getting, not just naming the results I want to get by the name of the strategy. Right, right. I imagine, you know, the, the best word picture that I can give for this is someone that's building a car and they're just going down a checklist and they're like, yep, we've got a seat, uh, we've got a steering wheel, okay, there's the engine, uh, you know, there's the wheel. Oh yeah, this steering this steering wheel says power steering, high end, number one steering wheel in its class. I'm gonna put it in the car, and then you realize, oh, that's actually for a different vehicle brand, yeah. and it doesn't actually fit this one, and it doesn't work. I think that's a that's how I would look at it. Yeah, I mean, they're they're you're 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 building something that is, um, you know, it's got all the check boxes for what it needs but nothing's connected right it's not actually going to drive anywhere the system possibly yeah possibly, the system is possibly is, is not gonna really work possibly it could that's but true don't just think it will just because of the name right and you know as well as i do luck is very rare for a system that's fully automated like this you know it need it needs a little bit of depth a little a little bit of thought and processing yeah optio Again, I want to remind you, optio.com slash PSP2 for an eight-week free trial of this wonderful 
online tool. It is not a push it and forget it type of tool. It is a thought provoking system. It is a workout for your campaign, for your account. You get into it. It makes you think. It helps you process. That's what's so great about it. I, I You should know after the conversations Jason and I have, there's no way that I would point you or Jason would point you to a system that's just a set it and forget it kind of thing. This helps you. It, it, it works with you as you process and improve things. So we want you to check it out. I mean, there's really nothing else that uh, we can do to convince you. Just try it for free. Eight weeks for free. Opto.com slash PSP2. Okay, thanks, Chris. Now, this third question, over-engineering your account. How, oh. Besides, am I over-engineering my account? That's not <laughs> okay. good enough. Okay, you okay. said, you okay. said you're going to phrase question. this question. Yeah. So what would the question be that someone who maybe isn't a Google Ads expert in all the terminology, could ask themselves. Okay, the question. Did this start in a spreadsheet? How about that one? Oh. Mm. Oh. Now, that's mm. that's Jason episode number 50. That's a personal gut punch there. I know that. Pre-50, maybe. What do you mean? You you were a spreadsheet, you you were a spreadsheet king for a while. <gasps> oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. The problem is I'm a narcissistic... <laughs> Grand delusions, <laughs> successful, of course, warrior, right? And any failings from my past, For I totally God. block out yeah. of my consciousness. Makes sense because it allows me to move forward and accomplish every <laughs> single day better than most slash all other human beings. Yeah. If I am one, and I had totally forgotten, yep, that I used to do spreadsheets with Google Ads and all that kind of horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for reminding me of that, Chris. I've already forgotten anything. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Move forward. So, forward, Chris. Forward, like a shark. Swim forward. Over-engineering forward. your account. Let's go forward. <laughs> okay, got it. Thank you. Last night, I was a I little knew, upset I knew about you weren't something. Done. I knew you weren't done. That's why I paused. I knew it. <laughs> in, my, in my personal life, and the word regret came up, and, and then I heard someone else who had recently I'd seen that had said, uh, regretting or looking back... Uh, it does no good, no good. And I thought, you know what? You're right. It doesn't do any good. So let's move forward like a shark. Mm. Move forward. Okay. Swim. Thank you for that story. If you were a shark, mm-hmm. you'd be a hammerhead shark, just so you know. Oh, really? Those are pre- yeah. those are pretty ugly. I think it's because of those bro- those broad, no, well, it's those broad shoulders I'm seeing <laughs> with, with no sleeves. Jason, eye contact. I'm up here. I can literally see your eyes. <laughs> It's hard to make eye contact right now because every time you move your forearms up just a half an inch, this ball just appears <laughs> on your bicep area, and it's wow. It's okay. so like you don't think you have much bicep going on because you really, I don't know if it's what you eat or just genetics, but you don't have a lot of vein Over, going on. You know that bicep vein? Yeah, I don't. That I, CrossFit vein? I know. I've never. You don't have that. No. That's unfortunate. But so you can't really tell what's going on there. But then when you do this, it's not even a movement with the forearm up. You just twist your arm. Uh-huh. You just twist your palm up a little bit. And then this ball just explodes <laughs> on your arm. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. Over engineering your account. I knew I knew this is a bad idea to wear this shirt. Um, over engineering your account. You've over engineered your body. That's what you know. <laughs> okay. Number one. So. And this is this terrifies me. Chris, you're gonna get some sun this summer. Honestly, farmer's tan. I've oh. seen it in the past. Oh, yeah. You've got no farmer's tan going on. What? From my from my angle. Yeah. That's what I can see. Because it's just pu- this thing is not pronounced. No, it's just because it's pure white. It's just I don't get any. I don't have any sun. That's why. 
Now let's move on. You need to be going out. Get get a little sun. I don't need any need sun. It. That's, yeah, I'm all right. Everybody needs a little sun. Yeah, let's look at you. You don't drink any caffeine. You told me that the other week, and I've been trying. I've been rem- trying to remind myself to tell you this. That was the least surprising thing I've ever been told. Now that I think about it. Oh yeah. Why? Yeah. Because oftentimes you're just like this. Oh. <laughs> no ups. Just steady. No downs. Like a train. Just like a train, yeah. <laughs> just you know when it's going to. I was arrive. like, yeah, that makes sense. This guy does not drink caffeine. It's slow and steady. That's right. That's what wins the race. Yeah, I like that. It's fine with me. What What were you talking about? Please continue. <laughs> Number three. Remember, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Over engineering your account. What I was saying was, this is something I see all the time, and it terrifies me. I see a symptom of over-engineering your account would be massive bid adjustments at every level you can think of. And what I'm referring to is both automated and uh, manual. It happens a whole lot in manual, but it definitely happens in automated. And let me, you know, l- let me ask, do you have keyword bids? Do 80% of your keywords have keyword bids? Or more, 80% versus or more? Versus ad group bids. Versus ad group bids, right. D- does every keyword have its own bid? Uh, do you have device bids at every level? Do you have ad schedule bids? Do you have age, gender, income, and location bids all stacked on each other? Like, you know, 5 10% just all over the board. Maybe you have some really aggressive 50% bids, you know, up and down. Just this feels like you're trying to simulate an automated campaign Rather than just reacting to information, you're trying to guess, oh, I want this up a little bit and turn this down a little bit and tweak this a little bit up and, you know, oh, this needs to double and this needs to be half. And that feels like an over-engineered campaign. And it feels like you're making decisions based on a need to be busy rather than a need to just bring in success based on what success looks like. Well, I also think it's born out of wanting to do good it's born out of wanting to sure to get what you want at google ads and so if you have that drive which is a good thing and then you have an outlet for that drive all these different options and stuff you can do every single day and uh it it gets put there chris when you look at accounts and you see bad accounts what percent of the time is bad defined by too little Meaning, oh, okay, they threw a, in a couple of broad match keywords great, and that's it. That's a great question. Or maybe it's like a very basic campaign and they put in like the state of Texas as opposed to their metro area they target or should be targeting. So what percent is too little versus too much, like this over-engineered stuff when you see bad campaigns? Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, oh, it, it's too much. It's it's always... No, but it's like, but but of the times you see bad campaigns, what, what percent of the time defines bad being too much? Versus too little. Oh. Um, like how many times out of 10 with a bad campaign would you call it bad because it's too much versus too little? Nine out of 10? Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Too. I mean, I, d- I, I yeah. very rarely go, oh, actually, you don't have enough keywords. Actually, you don't have enough ads in your ad groups. Actually, you need some more detailed bidding. I very rarely see that these days. Oh, yeah. I, I used to see it more. I, I looked at a guy's account a couple weeks ago. And I almost panicked because he had phenomenal click-through rates, amazing conversion rates. CPC was wonderful. Search impression share was wonderful. And I went in and he had two ad groups. And in each ad group, he had two keywords. And I'm like, I 
don't know what to tell you. I mean, I'm like, this is so simplistic. It's tough to optimize any further because it was terrible because it was so just a such a pure illustration of someone who take a very simple approach and let those items drive success and didn't try and build this massive engine uh you know that that somehow you know complexity was going to win out he just went with uh went with simplicity and it was it was beautiful did did you advise leaving it alone? Was it getting him the results he wanted? I absolutely did. We, you know what my decision was? I had said, okay, let's leave this. Let's do a few little things here, but I want to build a separate campaign where let's test some more stuff, but let's not mess with perfection because it, it, it was working so well and the simplicity was just, just so beautiful and it was working so well for him. I, I said, let's build a second campaign and avoid cannibalization on this, but let's do some tweaking and some testing outside of this bucket uh, because it was working so well. I like that. It was it was the opposite like of over, over-engineering. Now, the other 90-plus percent of the right. time, you're seeing over-engineered stuff? Yeah, yeah. And, and the best way I can explain it is it's complexity without reason. Complexity without a, a solid backing you know it's just a guess for the purpose of a guess it was thought up in a round table it was thought up on a on a scratch piece of paper it was thought up you know sitting at starbucks uh sipping on coffee thinking about you know like you know what 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 is nobody else doing that i could do you know what's the hook for this you know what's something that's never been done before that's that's usually where this is born out of you know it's some kind of crazy idea and I'm sorry, but crazy ideas are crazy because they rarely crazy, work. Crazy is standard these days. Yeah. In a lot of different areas, but especially with Google Ads approaches, yeah. everybody's crazy. Everybody has these crazy grand delusions and then they don't pan out. My, one, my, one of my favorite things about over-engineered accounts is the engineering that you forget about or can't even see mm. if you don't really go hunt for it, like rules and stuff like that. And all of a sudden you're like... Well, why did all these bid changes happen? <laughs> and then you look in the rules and it's like, if something has a 2% click-through oh rate for two gosh. days, drop the bids by 50%. Yes, like, I've seen that. I, you know, I, um, I, 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 my. Someone's 40. The train just stopped in my head. <laughs> what in the world? It was. Hey, that happens at your age. Oh, okay. Shut up. <laughs> You're just a couple of years behind me. Um, I don't know. Okay, I completely derailed. It's crashed. It's burning. It's gone. No worries. Um, so the over-engineering, I don't, I don't partake. I don't humor this strategy. I don't give in to people when they want to do this. It's my clean four-lane, mm. but it's good for the population size highway with nice paved roads and nice rest stops and good exits and nice eating establishments or it's my highway my way or the highway whatever <laughs> i don't i don't give into this at all i don't right. i don't partake so if you want to do your over engineered stuff do it yeah but i do stuff my way in 2021 which is simple but thoughtful and it gets the job done in Google Ads. My point, Chris, is there's no fixing this stuff, the over-engineer stuff. I just 
I just hit the pause button yeah, to make okay. new campaigns yeah. when I run into Absolutely, this. you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. You cannot fix an over-engineered campaign. It's just no. forget about it. With Yeah, the pause button and starting fresh is the best way to do it. I mean, there's so many places that you could look now, like ad group extensions. Yep. Yep. You don't know what's going on. There's an, oh, there's another one. Keyword you're like, oh, you, or, you have ad group level device bids? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, like, you know, there's like... Fit- one sign that you might be over-engineering <laughs> yeah. things. Keyword URLs. Oh man, that is a perfect example. If they're even still a thing, oh, they I are. don't even know if they're still they a are. thing. They are. They are. And I, t- I have- but that, but that's where you can have an ad. Your ads have URLs behind the scenes. Final URL. That's where people are taken to when they click on the ad. You can put a URL in at the keyword level, and that overrules the ad URL. And for that keyword, when someone clicks ad, it'll go to the keyword based yeah. URL. That and. Let me let me back Jason up on his on on his comment. He's absolutely right because you do you know one of the most common things that I see when it comes to ad or excuse me uh, keyword URLs. I hear broken pages. No, I I hear oh I didn't I didn't realize I had done that or oh that's because you have to have the column in there yeah, to be able to see it. It can be in there and you not even realize that it's happening. And you changed your website, you changed your landing page, you changed your service page, and it's still going to the old page. And I look in your landing page. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like broken pages and stuff. Like, hey, we updated our website. All right, thanks. We're going to update all the Uh the ad URLs. Okay, done. Oh, did you check your keyword URLs? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. That's such a good example. And then I have one last one before we jump over to Patreon. And, you know, uh, we th- this this shouldn't surprise anyone because you and I, Jason, have both crapped on this before. Together. Yeah, together. We both we both took a a, a duet. Back to back. Du- <laughs> exactly. That's, that's so much more tactful than I was going to go with it. That's good. Back to back. Well, I mean, there's only, <laughs> you could do back to back. You could do side to side. Yeah. God there's forbid no sub- you ever do front to front. What in the? I mean, uh, knees to knees. Honestly, if we had to do that in the woods or something, <laughs> it'd be back. I wouldn't. I'm going back. To yeah, back. back to. I'm not going to look at you. I'm going back to back, and then never, never <laughs> coming back. Yeah, I walk straight. Just walking just away. Just walk away. I, that podcast is over. I never speak to you again. Absolutely. No way. Okay. Well, that was that was fun. I mean, we could do some kind of. I mean, that's like some real, you know, bonding exercises. We're going <laughs> on a retreat. I'm out. I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> no, I can't make it. Um, what were you going to say? Lead funnels? No, I'm not going to say no. Um, I was going to say duet dump. <laughs> that was going <laughs> duet. duet dump. That's a good podcast title. Oh, that is. PPC duet dump. It's a good spinoff. You guys can have that. So no, what what were you going to say? If you can even remember, one final thing in this complex area over-engineered area lead funnels and landing pages lead funnels and landing pages you know lead funnels landing pages. so so let let me let me let me give an example about you know it's not always a bad thing but here's here's an example you are a dentist we pick on dentists a lot because it's very common you're a dentist and you decide you want to do a lead funnel or a landing page for people that have bad breath uh, or or whiter teeth or something, and you send them to a drip marketing kind of thing where it's like they can put their email in and get a, a free PDF, and then it's it sends them emails you know once a week 
uh, you know, giving them information about this and this and this. And the people are like, listen, I just, I just wanted to book an appointment for like, for, you know, a dentist in my area. You know, it's like, yeah, I was going to say, do you know how far these days just dialing a number and then hearing a human being oh, answer the phone goes oh, when you're trying to find companies absolutely. to work with? Yeah. Just answer the phone. I just need to get this done. Get, yeah. It's like getting to the point. Funnels. Um, so I'm going to hit people with a broad match keyword, bring them into a funnel, <laughs> get their email, drip to them for a month. And then when they, and then when then we're going to get them on a search remarketing list, and then they, <laughs> then they when they search a broad keyword, we'll be there we'll again. Be there. Yeah, what a mess. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, I know that company. They've been sending me spam for a month. <laughs> I'm going to click on their ad again. <laughs> and then landing pages, you're going to argue they're too complex. One page for each little thing. And There's times like not not a website, not a service page on a website, right. but it, just an individual p- squeeze page. Yes. Oh, that's a that's a better that that's probably more defining of what I dislike is a squeeze page. Yeah. Squeeze squeeze page yeah. where it's like you know yeah we're a dentist and we have an office and we have a main website, but you know what? Just because I like to to just spend money on Google and waste your time, I'm going to send you to this completely different URL that's just. Click here for our booking system, you know, or leave. Like it doesn't say on the page where your office is. Doesn't say what your office times are. Doesn't say if you have an availability today or not. You know, it's like you have to put your email in in order to go to the booking page. Just takes you to the next step and the next step. You got to put your credit card in. It's like, that's crazy. They just want to call you. They just want to talk to you. They just want to see if you're located in their neighborhood. And what to do if you over-engineer? I mean, the answer is just... Stop. Do everything different. Stop it. <laughs> Have a good website. Send people to the website. Build a campaign. Base your ad groups in a simple way on the services you offer. Service to keyword ad groups. You know that Michael Jordan meme? Stop it. Get some help. You seen that clip before? <laughs> it's that old wow, 80s clip. The rules have been reversed. <laughs> Chris brings up a Swartz reference that I don't know. Wow. Are you kidding me? Michael Jordan? I mean, yeah. I mean, he, oh, I know a lot about Michael Jordan, but uh, I've never seen that. What you're talking about? Oh, okay, old '80s commercial. Are you are you left-handed? No. How dare you? You are you are one of now three men that I know who wear their watch oh, on their right arm. This is yeah, my whole life. You know, some people have parents that tell them you've heard that before, things like that, and other people don't have parents that tell them things like that. You know, I had I had one of those too. I'll let you guess <laughs> which which one my parents were. Um, so, well, I'm confused. Wait, which one was it? <laughs> they didn't tell me, Jason. They didn't tell me that right-handed people wear their, <laughs> I see, I see. their watch on their left arm. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if you were going like, okay, they, they, they gave me crap about it my whole life and they no. said I was weird and I just wanted to wear no. my wa- watch on my right, right wrist. Or they just let me into the wild and let me <laughs> raise myself in that instance. And that's what they did with your, with your watch game. Yeah. It's weird. It, it throws people off, but honestly it's bold. And I'll tell you off air the the two other men who I know do that, and you'll be very. Someone really is in their forties. This guy muted his mic. He's just off camera coughing. He's been coughing for about twenty seconds now, and can't catch his breath. And all he's been doing is talking a little okay. bit, and he can't catch his breath. <laughs> okay, I drank my water wrong. In the podcast, Jason. In <laughs> the podcast. <laughs>